Hey everybody, you are listening to Life After Paralysis and I'm your host Tiffany Carlson. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We're going to do an episode on traveling, traveling during the coronavirus. This is not very common and not very popular. It was actually kind of difficult to find guests for this show, but we are what, six months now into the pandemic and I think people are traveling, not many and especially not many people with spinal cord injuries. There are, however, people that are traveling. And so we're gonna speak with two of these individuals and they're gonna share um, how their travels went, any precautions they took, things they noticed, and advice they want to share with all of you. So yeah, it's gonna be a really good show. Um, Our first guest is uh, Dick Crum. He has been on the show before. He is a paraplegic who traveled to Florida twice during the pandemic. He traveled to the Tampa Bay area to see a friend and explored the trails. And uh, he's also buying a house down there. And so he's been house hunting uh, and traveling to Florida for that. So he'll share uh, his favorite airline right now, hotel that he feels is the best in regards to cleanliness, and just other things he's noticed while traveling um, as a man with a spinal cord injury that I believe it will help you if you're planning a trip. And our next guest is gonna be Corey Fairbanks. He's also a paraplegic and he lives in Florida. So this is a very Florida-centric show, wasn't meant to be, but Corey lives in Florida and he travels on the road for his job. He drives across states and he's still doing that during the coronavirus because he helps people with seating for their wheelchairs. So he's talking, um, well, he's gonna talk about what it's like to be safe on the road, in hotels, um, in gas stations, just driving um, long distances and you know going into people's homes as well, how to be safe. He has some great info to share. And he also, a little side note, he's got two kids post-injury and he took uh, one of them scuba diving during the coronavirus and they had social distancing and all of that set up and he's going to share what that was like as well so yeah stay tuned um you know i haven't traveled at all i want to travel just before the coronavirus hit i was in las vegas and i got to see rupaul's drag race at the casino at the flamingo casino and it was fabulous but i got home and guess what i got very sick and i don't know if i got the coronavirus but since then i've been afraid and that was the last the last week of February. So if you're planning a trip and um, wanna share, let me know, maybe we'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, stay tuned here. We're gonna start with Dick. It's about 20 to 30 minute conversation and then Corey will be on. So thanks again for listening everybody. Have a great one and I hope you're all staying safe. All right, hi everybody. Welcome back to uh, Living with Paralysis. My name's Tiffany Carlson and This is an episode all about travel uh, during the coronavirus, and there hasn't been a lot of uh, wheelchair travel videos on YouTube for the last six months. Not many people have been posting anything, and I know a lot of uh, wheelchair travelers aren't going anywhere, but we have found a few people that are traveling still, and so we're going to talk to some people and see how they're doing it. And so today we're joined by Dick Crum here. Hi, Dick. How are you? Hello. Doing well. So good to see you again. So if, um, if you haven't watched uh, other episodes of this podcast, you probably don't know who Dick is if you don't know his story. So I'm going to ask Dick one more time just to share. Um, how how um, long ago were you injured and 
what's your level of injury? And yeah, if you don't mind sharing. Sure, no problem. Yeah, so uh, I, I've been injured uh, 46 years. So 46 years ago, I was in a car accident and I'm a T5 complete. Uh, and I get around in a manual wheelchair from day to day. So that's the, my short version of the story. So. Long, very long time. I would say you're one of the oldest people I've met who've been paralyzed that long. So that's sure. pretty awesome. There's a few of us around. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people have just been staying home and are afraid to travel because they're, you know, really afraid of this coronavirus. And, you know, some people have more compromised immune systems. Some of us um, aren't as concerned. So with your situation as a paraplegic, I know you're pretty healthy. You're pretty healthy, right? Sure. Yep. So what was your idea regarding travel during the coronavirus at first? And then, or were you always okay with traveling? And how did you get to, and then how did you decide to finally go on a vacation during this? Right. Yeah. So uh, we had planned to take a vacation in March okay. uh, to Florida to visit friends there. And then when all this pandemic hit, um, everything started shutting down and literally we were days, we were like a day away from traveling oh, no. and um, things were all shutting down in Florida. So there really wasn't going to be anything for us to do there. Right. So we decided, you know what, let's just put our plans on hold. And so it wasn't like we were afraid to travel. It's just like there would be nothing there for us. I hear you. Yeah. We got there. So we decided, well, let's just wait. So we decided to wait. And so after time went by, as you probably know, that Florida kind of loosened up earlier than most states did in terms yep. of online um, social events and whatnot. Yeah. Well, we decided to uh, visit our friends in Florida in June. And so we flew down to the Tampa area. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of people have said, oh, geez, I will not fly on an airplane until there's a vaccine. And what was it like? I mean, you're not worried about it, uh, of course. So you obviously aren't too concerned. So I don't need to go into the why, you know, everyone's got their own opinions on that. However, did you do anything different when you, when you let's say, flew to Florida from Minnesota? What did you do different? Right. Well, I mean, and let's clarify, it's not like I'm not completely worried about it, but, you know, yeah. I think with uh, the appropriate safeguards in place, you know, there's no reason why people can't travel. So, and, and actually on this trip, mm -hmm. it was actually easier than typically because the airports were practically empty. Uh, the plane, you know, they did this, the, the physical distancing in the plane so that when we boarded, you know, we had to wear masks. Okay. And uh, I was fine with that. So we, we had masks on as soon as we checked into the airport. We had, we had to put masks on. Yes. And when they boarded nice. us, you know, we, had, we all had masks on. And they okay. spaced us around in the plane. So the plane wasn't very full. It wasn't full. Um, and so, I mean, it really, they, I thought the airline did a great job of handling it to make sure people were separated and had masks on and did the, did the which airline um, which airline did you fly we flew delta that's typical one out of minneapolis st paul here is delta yeah so we usually take yeah. okay well you know the airports are usually just such a nightmare um previous you know coronavirus era uh, you're in long lines i flew just before the coronavirus myself and i just couldn't believe it reminded me of how much i hate to travel so that's kind of funny so there's a bonus there's a silver lining i mean well did you did you get a good deal on your flight and all that or or i guess you already bought your ticket so yeah well we Sadly, we didn't get as good a deal as I was hoping for. I thought they'd be they'd be more desperate, but of course, the, the flip side is they're so desperate for money, yeah, um, because of the lack of travelers that they they kind of want to stick it to you too. The ones that do travel, 
Oh, that's so nice. It was sort of a balance. So we didn't really get any great deal that I thought of anyway, but you know, it was, it was reasonable. You know, did you notice there was a lack of employees at the airport? Like if you needed to do anything, get any services met, was, or was there enough people around? There seemed to be enough folks around. You know, there was definitely fewer employees, but there was way fewer people too. So yeah, we kind of breezed through, at least through the um, luggage drop off and all that. We breezed through that pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Security, at least. <laughs> That's good. We breathe through security. <laughs> Coming back was another story. But and the airport requires a mask the second you enter it, right? Is that the rule? They, they did on our second trip to Florida. Yeah, in right. July. So they um, did require us as soon as we were checking in, they, we had to put a mask on. So, yeah. so, so, you know, I don't know about you, but I hate the whole process of giving my wheelchair to the, the, the airline crew and then, you know, having them take it under and well, for you, um, was that, um, any slower or anything during the coronavirus or was your chair just there waiting for you and everything at, when you landed? Right. Well, actually, I totally agree with you. It's a real pain in the butt to, uh, <laughs> to have our, my chair taken away and then do the aisle chair routine. I just I hate, hate it. That. Me too. Um, but yeah, again, the silver lining here was that since the plane was way fewer people on it, mm -hmm. um, they boarded me pretty quickly. And, nice. and then, you know, typically, you know, we're always first on, last off. Yeah. So that's what we, our typical routine is. But again, because there was way fewer people on the plane, they de they deplaned way quicker. So I got oh. off the plane way quicker. So I didn't have to sit in my seat, you know, so for like a half an hour, like I usually do. Yeah, that's, better than that that's funny. That's a definite bonus for sure. Um, when you were seated in the plane, there was people, no people on both either side of you, but was there people behind you, in front of you? There was, we were actually, um, again, the, the, the airlines have changed the routine a little bit so that you could call ahead, you know, and you're disabled. Mm -hmm. They will put you in the the front seat of the coach you know so yeah bulkhead more leg room, the, bulk, the bulkhead seat yeah so i called ahead and got that seat so there was nobody in front of me okay um, good and then good. they seated you so that there was nobody immediately to your side yeah either um so there is certainly some physical distancing that they did nice. in terms of spacing you out okay um and and i i like to call it i hate the term social distancing because that's that is not a good thing for us to be socially distant. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. physically distant, I think, is more appropriate oh, for yeah. what, what yeah. we should do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people need to be social because yeah. we lack that big time right now. So. That's so true. I like that. That's smart. You know, physically distant, but still socially close. Yes. 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 We went was because we, we were missing our friends and we had planned to see them in March. And then oh. everything was put on hold. We thought, gosh darn it, we're going to go see them. In June, you know, regardless of the situation. So. Really, I love that. So you went back to Florida two times. You went back in June and July. Is that what you did? Yes. Uh -huh. Okay. Yep. So you saw your friends both times. Just curious, or did you do something else when you were down there? Well, we actually did see them both times, but the second time was a little bit a different um, reason for. But uh, we did <laughs> actually see them again then. Mm -hmm. down there in July, so. Cool. So what does one do in Florida during the coronavirus? What's, what did you, what do you do down there? What's fun? What's, I know things are closing early. I've heard in certain cities. Yeah. Well, we, um, our friends had moved, they, they lived here in Minnesota. So we knew them here uh, locally in Stillwater and, but then they moved to Florida last fall. Okay. So they were eager to kind of show us around and show us the sights of the town. Tampa. Tampa, it's cool, isn't it? I've been there. And I had never been in that area before, so 
Yeah. Um, they drove us around and literally it was, it was in June and so very beautiful days. And so we actually did go to some beaches. Oh yeah. But because, you know, we're in wheelchairs. So it's not, it's not like we're actually out on the beach where all the people are. Yeah. So we're up on the concrete piers. Right. Which were not nearly as crowded. I mean, there was very few people actually because everybody was on the beach. Smart. <laughs> so even though we were quote unquote at the beaches, we didn't yeah. really mix closely with folks there. Yeah. So we're staying distant. And then when we ate out at restaurants, the, the few times we ate out at restaurants, we ate outside. Um, ate so outside. Okay. We, came, we kept our distance and we were outside. So again, it's not like we were completely ignoring the virus, but yeah, you know, yeah. just taking reasonable precautions. Yeah, that's smart. You know, down in Tampa, kind of as a side kind of comment, just so you know, if you ever go back, sounds like you will. There's Clearwater is pretty close. Did you guys make it over to Clearwater? Yes, we did. So that was the big uh, beach pier. We yeah. Clearwater. Yep. yep. There's, um, you know, the beaches over there, uh, you can rent a beach wheelchair over there. They have them for rent over there if you ever want to do that and get close to the water. Yep, we did see that. So we actually saw a uh, dolphin right next to the pier we were on. Oh, fun. Mm -hmm. cool, so, yeah. Have you ever rented a beach chair in all of your years of being paralyzed? <laughs> I have not. And, you uh, have not? I wish I could have. I think you should try it. It's something that we do, you know, I feel like I too am always on the pier on the concrete pad away from the water enjoying myself watching the people on the sand. But don't you think we should all just get in a beach chair one of these days and try to get in the thing after the coronavirus, of course. And right. I would love I would love to go on a beach chair one day. I haven't, I haven't done it either myself. I, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, seeing the people out on the beach, I'm always envious and jealous. Oh, yeah, know, then around in the sand. So yeah, you and your wife should do it one day. I love I know Clearwater is really cool. There's a lot of cool hotels and resorts down there. You could yes. just stay there for a few times and few nights. Yeah, we were on that beach, the famous Clearwater Beach there, and uh, there's there's a big pier which is really nice for wheelchairs that goes quite a ways out into the water. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we were on. And so we got some really good views of the folks and that's where we saw that dolphin. And Saw the dolphin. I love seeing wildlife down in Florida. You just don't realize how special. They're they're very uh, jaded down there. They see it all the time, and they were like, "Well, it's right, a dolphin." So Definitely not. Yeah. So that's good. You know, I you're yeah. You know, I was gonna travel this summer, and I kind of I did not, and I think I was a little too worried. I felt like the worry of the coronavirus would take away from the fun. But it sounds like right. if you have enough stuff planned. Just don't let it get into your brain too yeah. much. It's not going to really ruin a good vacation, which is good. And actually, we had in our hotel, too, which we found a really nice hotel in uh, Tarpon oh, Springs. Really? And mm -hmm. again, they were very careful with keeping things wiped down. And, okay. and we had, they had the, the free breakfast, which is common. I love and that. They did a, they made sure that people were staying physically distanced. And okay. so uh, as when we made our orders, you know, we had to kind of line up six feet apart and all that. So they were very careful with keeping people separated and, That's good. and making sure they weren't grabbing and touching things and, and wiping the rooms down very carefully. So we thought they did an excellent job of, you know, dealing with it. Which uh, hotel was that, if you don't mind sharing? It was, as I recall, it was Comfort Inns in okay. uh, Tucker Springs, and they had just a really great um, handicapped accessible room, which nice. we often... You never know what you're going to get, you know, without any traveling at all. You never know. You never know what the bathroom is really going to be like, even though they say it's accessible. Exactly. It was. It was great. Oh, uh, good. Bathroom, mm -hmm. And so we were, I was very impressed. And they yeah. actually didn't charge me any more than 
a typical room. So excellent. So, but not deals to be had. No deals. Although I thought it was a good price for typically in, in Tampa Bay. So that's so cool. You know, Tampa Bay is pretty wheelchair friendly. There's a lot a very popular wheelchair rugby team down there too. That's headquartered yeah. down there. Yeah. That's and awesome. A lot of bike paths. I, my my friend is a. Uh, He's very into biking down there, and so he was showing us all the bike paths. So, Ooh. You do hand cycling, which I do. Yes, yes. Like, hey, you could bring your hand cycle down here, and, and we could cycle all over the place. You know? Yeah. Do you go about that that big boardwalk, one of the longest sidewalks in the world that goes by all those houses and stuff? It's kind of in the not really downtown, but it's close. I, when I was there, I got to roll down in it. Tampa. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We didn't. We weren't actually in Tampa. Usually, okay. just, over, just for the airport. So yeah. Okay. So you were outside. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I feel like a lot of people are just too afraid to, to travel. You're one of the few people that was able, I was able to find Dick that was willing to talk about traveling with a spinal cord injury. I feel, um, I don't know. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to plan a vacation for this fall. I might, I might go to Florida myself. I don't know. Well, sure. And I think, you know, the travel industry, of course, is desperate for our, for our support and our business. And so, yeah. cause we ran in a car too while, while we were there and oh, yeah. again, uh, this was Avis and, and okay. I thought, again, they did a really good job of, you know, keeping us physically distant yeah, when we were checking yeah. in and, you know, making sure the car was wiped down. And uh, Great. Um, so, again, the rental agency, I thought, did, did an excellent job of, you know, making sure we're, they're dealing with this yeah. in a smart manner, you know, so. I know. That's good. You want them to tell you proactively, too, without you having to ask first. I'm sure they're really good about having everything kind of laid out when you show up, too, and how it's different. Right. Yeah. So there's not a lot of. Uh, personal interaction checking in and out because mm -hmm. by design, you know, they don't yeah. want you know, a lot of people contact because of the yeah. virus. So. so, okay. So just, um, I guess this is another question I have, not really coronavirus related, but did you get hand controls in your car when you travel? Did I get what? Do you get hand controls in your rental vehicles ever? I do. I do get hand controls. Yeah. You do? So, is that? So again, ahead. And, uh, yeah. and Avis, I've, I've used Avis typically over the years a lot. And they have always been good at, if you call ahead and say, here's what I need, okay. they'll have it ready for you. So I, I think I've only had one time in all the years I've traveled where something got messed up and, and my car wasn't ready. So That's awesome. Yeah. As a quadriplegic, that's kind of not possible for me to do those. Right. But um, right. are those, when, do you find that those are pretty nice? Like they're not janky, like they're pretty solid hand controls? Yes, the hand controls are, I think they do a really good job of getting them installed so that they're rock solid, because that, of okay. course, is the biggest issue is they're yeah. not flopping around and you know, not being very secure at all, so. Cool, cool. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm, that's, yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely envious there. So, okay, so do you have any other trips planned for this winter? I mean, it's Minnesota today. It's what, September 8th. It's freezing outside. We're already thinking about mm -hmm. travel, I bet. Are you, do you have any vacations? Well, to be honest, uh, my, my wife and I have been longing to spend some time elsewhere from Minnesota in the winter. Oh, you are. We're planning to go back to Florida this winter for some time. Awesome. And uh, getting out of the winter here. So, How long are you going to be gone for? Well, we're open for a couple of months or so. so. That's great. Oh, my God. Are you going to rent a house or are you going to stay with your friends? That'd be a long stay with friends. Be, yeah, we don't want to wear out our wealth. <laughs> so we're finding a place elsewhere. To you're going to you're gonna buy a place down there? Yeah. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other podcast too, you know, house hunting for an accessible place down there. Are you looking for a condo? Are you going to make it accessible or, or do you try to find something already accessible? Well, um, if, 
as you probably know, it's really difficult to find places that are accessible. Yeah. If I've given up. So we actually found a place there that was reasonably good place to start that had wide hallways and doorways. Yes, and yes. so my friend who lived who moved there that we visited this June yep. actually does home renovations. That's what he does for oh, his occupation. So cool. he's literally at this moment renovating the bathrooms to make No way. Dick, I am so jealous of you <laughs> right now. So when are you are you going to wait after Christmas and then head out in January or what's your yeah, plan? It's up in the air right now. We we would love to get out of here sooner rather than later, but yes, we've still yes. got family here that we're uh, you know dealing with and helping with. So well, my wife's mom is in memory care here in Stillwater, so we still oh, okay. we don't yeah. want to abandon them either, you know. So but. two months in Florida isn't that bad, and you can always come back. It's a short flight if you need to, right? Absolutely, right. So yeah, mm -hmm. and they might have better deals on flights, you know, for yes. quick, quick January flights. So yeah, that's great. You know, well, how old are you? If you don't want me asking. I'm 66. You're 66. Well, that's the right age to be doing this at, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm finally retired now. So my wife and I are thinking, you know what? Let's spend some time out of, out of Minnesota. <laughs> I don't blame you. My mom is your age and they're doing, they go to Sanibel Island area down there in oh, Florida. Yeah. And that's well, awesome. We were down there before too. It's beautiful. So it's kind of boring if you ask me but everyone goes to bed around nine o'clock. I like want to go to Miami myself. But. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is 80 degrees, very boring. Yeah. Well, you guys are going to have a wonderful winter. I'm so happy for you and your wife. And I think that we covered it all. Do you have anything else you wanted to share? Any tips or anything about travel of this time of craziness? Yeah, mainly the tips are, you know, don't, don't be too scared. I mean, yeah. if you take proper precautions, you know, you don't want to be stupid about it, but you also don't want to live in fear either. You know? Yeah. So I don't think the Lord wants us to live in fear. So with the right planning, right, you can do it. Right, you can do it. So right planning and, and, and like I said, the vendors are desperate for our business. So they're willing to go the extra mile to make sure that you stay safe and, and to, you know, be careful and be physically distant when you need to be. And Yeah. And maybe too, as a, just kind of thinking outside here, maybe we all should maybe stay with like more well-known brand, like Delta doing a good job. Maybe that'd be better than Frontier right now. I don't know. Right. I'm just thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't speak to the other airlines, but I know that Delta is trying their hardest to, uh, Okay. Keep our business and uh, because they're, they're desperate. So, well, do your reviews, people. If anyone out there is listening and wants to travel, I imagine this is a good, you know, the, the, the hotel and the airline you recommended are doing a great job right now. And right. I think if anyone's planning a trip, that would be the right move. Do your research, make sure they're doing coronavirus related stuff for their customers the perfect way possible and not right. cut corners. And then you should do be okay. research. Yep. And uh, like, and when we're down there, you know, we're, we're not bar people, so we're not going to bars and cause yeah. obviously places that, you know, are more dangerous. Yeah. Virus. So on the beaches, we're, we're not actually on the physical beaches because yeah. of our, our issue. You know, with the real place. <laughs> so there's some distance there too. You know, Heck yeah. And also too, just, you guys could have gone to like a, a park thing too. There's a lot of cool, like uh public cool parks you can roll through and stuff. We did stuff. go to some parks that were beautiful. So, yeah. Yeah, so but again, there's lots of space and you're outdoors. So yeah, and they're open. Cool. Well, this is great. Well, you've inspired me, Dick, very much. And I'm so glad to, you know, talk to you again and I'm glad you're doing well. Thank you. Yeah, so yeah. have a great winter and uh, gosh, maybe we'll talk to you next year after you spent some time down there. You can talk about snowboarding in a wheelchair.
for sure. And of course, the beauty of the internet is you can you can do it from anywhere. You can meet anywhere and talk to anybody anytime. So. Uh, well, I don't know if I want to talk to you from the beach. I might get really jealous. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, have a good one. Thank you, Dick. I'll talk to you later. Hello, everyone. So we are now joined by Corey Fairbanks. Uh, he's been traveling as well during the coronavirus, and he has some advice to share. So, hey, Corey, how are you? I'm good. How are you today? Doing okay. Doing okay. And I know we're Facebook friends, and I don't know much about you. So if you don't mind sharing, what kind of, um, how were you injured? How long ago were you injured? All that, all that stuff. Sure. So I was injured in February of 1991. Uh, so it's been almost 30 years. February will be 30 years that I've been hurt now. Okay. Uh, and I was injured in a snow skiing accident in Oregon. You know, oh, just uh, headed down the mountain, going to lunch, and trail went one way, and I followed it and didn't know that it was kind of a cliff coming up in front of me. And oh, really? I went right off the cliff and landed on my stomach and feet inverted and broke my back at T4. So I've wow. been, a, been a para ever since. So you were a young man at the time, weren't you? Yeah, I was in college. I was going to school up at the University of Idaho, and uh, I've got a degree in architecture, and I went right back to school and finished my degree, and okay. uh, had been working as an architect for a lot of years, and uh, when the economy crashed in 2009, I had to reevaluate everything and figure out what my next chapter of my life was going to look like. In 2009, you had to? Yeah. yeah. How come? Well, that was when the, kind of like the financial crash hit the oh, United right. States, and you know, if there wasn't any buildings being built, architects weren't drawing. So a lot of us lost our job as architects. Oh, and man. So um, I actually, at that time, had started a, a, decided to start a foundation, which oh. everybody's like, you're starting a foundation in the middle of a, you know, a, a, you know, a downturn like this. Yeah. Sounds like a good time to me. Yeah. Um, so I ran the Colorado Adaptive Sports Foundation for several years. Cool. And, um, we worked with team sports and, and helped kids and adults get into sports like hockey and basketball and lacrosse and power soccer and stuff like that. I bet that was uh, fulfilling. So what was your role? Were you like the director or a manager? What were you doing? Chief cook and bottle washer. I did everything, you know, I, I <laughs> the executive director and helped cool. do all the fundraising and, and stuff like that. It's, uh, oh, cool. um, but uh, I, I live down in Florida now and, and is doing some other stuff up there in Colorado and awesome. I'm involved with what's going on down here in Florida. So you're, how long have you been in Florida? I've been down here for four years now. Wow. What a change I bet, huh? <laughs> it's crazy. It's uh, this, this heat and this humidity is just something I'm not used to and still not used to after four years of being down here, but, uh, yeah, you know, used to it. It's nice. It's got its advantages, uh, for sure. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. growing up in Colorado, never got to spend much time at the beach. So I, you know, spending more time at the beach and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's, it's a completely different lifestyle than what I'm used to, but, uh, yeah. it's been a fun pinch. That's cool. Do you have any tips for surviving the humidity as a spinal, spinal cord injured individual? <laughs> indoors. Indoors. Yeah, I, that's really, I mean, mm. yeah, luckily for me, I'm, I'm T4. I can still sweat. Okay. Uh, I, say, I say luckily, but I don't know how lucky that is sometimes. <laughs> it's you know, good. <laughs> soaked when you're down there, you know, when you get outside. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, staying healthy, staying active, you know, all of those kinds of things certainly yeah. help when you're, when you're out there in that heat and humidity, for sure. 
That's cool. So now you're down in the Florida area. Are you by Tampa where there's a lot of adapted stuff going on over there? Or? No, I'm in Orlando, Orlando, uh, Orlando area. Okay. And there doesn't seem to be as much adaptive stuff here in Orlando. It's It's been kind of fragmented. It's uh, Florida doesn't feel as um, organized as like Colorado was. Mm-hmm. You know, Colorado, there was tons of organizations out there that they could, they could do stuff with. Yeah. Here, they're mm-hmm. kind of like little pods of people here and there that are doing things. Yeah. Um, but But there's not like one overarching kind of group that can kind of bring everybody together right now that at least that i can find right uh, right and so uh but i'm working with a, a local nonprofit here in orlando and we're starting a sled hockey program here in orlando oh, right now. awesome so we're, we're trying to get as many people out and try to stay as active as we possibly can were you just so i don't get, were you ever in the paralympics doing any adaptive sports over the years yourself you know um as a T4 Paris, lead hockey just wasn't something that I was going to be able to make at a national uh, level. Okay. Um, I was competing uh, on the national wheelchair curling team for a while. No, no way, cool. Uh, but af- after having to move to Florida, there's not a lot of uh, curling ice down here to train <laughs> on. So, I bet there isn't. That <laughs> kind of fell by the wayside. So I'm okay. focusing on my kids, my career. Okay. Uh, Coaching, awesome. coaching sports for my kids. That's right. During my career and, and traveling and stuff like that. So let's talk about what you've been doing this year. 2020 has been so crazy. And I know a lot of people are trying, their lives have been on hold for the last six months. So what have you been doing during, when it all started in March and how have you been handling it? Well, so my job, I work for Ride Designs now. I'm the local uh, state rep for them here in Florida. So okay. my territory is the entire state of Florida and parts of Southern Alabama. Okay. So I'm, you know, before the pandemic, I was on the road every other week to a different part of Florida, mm-hmm. uh, you know, doing my job. Cool. Uh, you know, staying in different hotels, you know, got traveling in my car, loading my car up, you know, okay. eating out at restaurants, you know, doing all the stuff that you got to do when you're, yeah. when you're working on the road. And, you know, that came to a grinding halt in March uh, <sighs> when this pandemic hit. I bet. Um, mm-hmm. it, but gradually I started feeling more comfortable about just getting out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 in my mind, going to a lot of these hotels right now, yeah, almost the safest place to be because the uber attention to cleanliness that these places are, are yeah. taking. Yeah. Um, and then me just simply, you know, following some of the guidelines of keeping your mask on when you're in the public parts of the room. Right. Um, instead of going out to dinner, I, you know, I use DoorDash and Grubhub a lot. At the so hotels? At the hotels. Oh, and yeah. Bring the meals and they would drop them off at the door, knock on the door. So I never even actually had to see the person. Cool. Uh, they would just drop them off. So, yeah, you didn't you didn't get to do as much socializing down in the main lobby area and stuff like you would normally do. But mm-hmm. um, I, I was getting out and just, just being cautious about who I interacted with and where I went. Okay. A lot of my travel is for work. So, Great. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working with it. But uh I, yeah. still do, I still do some traveling just for fun. Okay, okay. Like that. So, so uh, what, ho- what hotel chains have you been at um, during your travels so far? So I'm pretty much exclusively a Hilton guy. 
Oh, okay. um, and the okay. reason I chose Hilton is because they were the only one uh, when I first started doing all this traveling that their app on your phone, you could choose an accessible room right on the app. Oh, really? Without nice. having to call the hotel and verify that you have a disability. That's unheard of. <laughs> completely unheard of. Um, and so I'm able to go on. It saves me a ton of time. I can tell on their app if it has a tub or if it has a roll-in shower. Nice. If, it, if it's hearing accessible or if it's, uh, you know, physically disabled accessible, you know, all of those kinds of things. And I've had right. good luck for the most part. Right. <laughs> There's still, I mean, access into the building is always piece mm -hmm. of cake and, you know, mm -hmm. that stuff. The biggest issue I've always had is the bathrooms. The, the showers, you know, whether they have a bench or they don't have a bench in the roll-in showers. Have you and found it, Have you found that when you do the app and you go and check in that you have your room ready for you though? The pretty like what you what you book is what you get when you show up through the app. Absolutely, yeah. Except for a couple places where because I travel so much, I became a diamond member and they would upgrade me. Oh no! Not upgrade me to an accessible room. Not helpful. That's <laughs> yeah, so like okay, that's not gonna work. That's, that's, <laughs> but they would immediately put me right back to another room. That's good. So, yeah, they've been you know for the most part they're very accommodating. Yeah. Um, anything I've asked them to do, they've done for me. Um, that's cool. You know, and it, like I said, it's it, it's hit and miss. The 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 thing that I find interesting is that even though they're all Hilton properties, they're very inconsistent with how their rooms and stuff are put together and laid out and, and all that stuff. So yeah. you just kind of have to be a little flexible and a little willing to make your own accommodations if you have to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, very rarely do the sinks have enough knee clearance to get underneath them. So you just kind of have to sit sideways. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes the toilet is a left hand versus a right hand. And, you know, everybody's got their own preference on, on how they like to use those. I hate that. <laughs> It's tough. So, so I just, you know, I, I've always been a philosophy that, you know, the world isn't going to be a perfect place and we have to adapt a little bit, yeah. but there's certain creature comforts that, that I certainly like to have when I get into the rooms. So you, have you flown at all during the coronavirus? Or are you mostly doing road travel right now? I have not flown. No, personally. okay. Uh, okay. Uh, my girlfriend has flown back and forth a couple times okay, and cool. it's been very interesting going into the airports oh, and yeah. seeing like absolutely nobody <laughs> in the Orlando airport. It's just <laughs> That's weird. Of, That's you know? really weird. Yeah. It's really, really. It's, it's very creepy, but you know, from, from what she's talked to me about, it's not yeah. that big a deal. I mean, right. again, it's one of those things where, He's, you, you smell the bleach in the airplane now. They're doing a really good job of trying to keep it. So it's, I don't they think are. it's the industries that are having the issues. I think it's the individuals that are not kind of being safe while they're out there that are right. bucking, bucking the system, if you will, and, and stuff okay. like that. Otherwise, I, I have not felt unsafe anywhere that I've gone. What are um, any changes that um, that have been like difficult um, to do as a person with a disability? Has any of the coronavirus restrictions kind of made it difficult for you to travel as a person who's got, you know, par paralyzed? You know, um, I haven't felt any changes. That's good. 
That's good. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. They've been, again, my, my travel's been fairly consistent with my work stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're traveling, you're driving your car many miles, right? Oh, man. I, I put about 40,000 miles a year on my vehicle. That's pretty crazy. So, so yeah. Now, did you do any scuba? You were telling me you're, you had some kind of scuba adventure during the coronavirus. Yeah, so I've actually had a couple of them. It's really interesting. So the very yeah. weekend that in March when the whole virus thing kind of became a reality, I was actually in the Keys. I was in Key Largo. Oh. And I was doing some diving. I was doing some more certification classes down there. And um, they actually kicked me off the island because the the county was closing everything down. So all of the hotels were shutting down. Everything, all the restaurants were shutting down. It was very odd that that I was down there at that time. That's crazy. But I turned around and, you know, as things reopened and stuff like that, I took my son down in June okay. um, and went back down and, and did some diving with him as well. Okay, and cool. It was great because even out on the boat, we were required to wear our masks. You I mean, know. really, the only time we weren't required to wear masks is when we were underwater. Yeah. And uh, you're not really spreading any diseases when you're underwater down there. <laughs> uh, but everybody has been, every business that I've been around, every hotel I've been in, every restaurant that I've been in, um, the, the, the people that work there have been great. And they've just been so appreciative to have you there. I know, right? They are like bending over backwards to help you because... <laughs> You know, it's been rough on them and and i and i feel for them and I so do. when yeah. i'm traveling i you know i like to try to you know get out and at least support these groups a little bit so yeah. um, was there any deals that they were given you know people i'm wondering you know going out scuba are they this desperate for customers are they making it cheaper for people no 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 unfortunately not Too bad. However, however i mean just in general right now all the hotels are, are a lot cheaper than they normally would be. That's what I was going to ask you. Have you noticed that? I have noticed that. And, okay. and this is actually considered our off-season down here in Florida. Okay. Uh, with school being back in session, it's right. the end of the summer and stuff like that. Uh, not until November or December in you know, hurricane season. So everything's really cheap down here right now to be able to come mm -hmm. down and, and participate. Um, and, you know, being out on the beaches, you know, as long as you're not going like on a holiday weekend or something, yep. um, you know, there's nobody within, you know, 25 yards of you when you're out on the beach. So nice. I, I, think the, I think the media kind of blows a lot of it out of proportion. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. if people are just smart, um, it, it's just like traveling, but yep. you're wearing a mask and using more hand sanitizer. <laughs> and I mean, I'm, I'm literally, I, I, I'm, I'm simplifying it to that to that extent that that's really what it is. I agree, though, and you just obviously want to avoid crowds if there happens to be a cluster of people here or there in the airport. You just go around the crowds, right? <laughs> Those of us in wheelchairs kind of avoid crowds to begin with. I know. This is what I was going to say. This is, all of this is kind of great. You know, empty airports, less crowded hotel lobbies. This oh is God. all ideal for you and me and everyone well, else. You never have to fight for a parking space. You know, it's been, it's actually been pretty nice. It is. You know, I, I know. The first weekend when I was coming back from Key Largo in March, yeah. I'm driving through Miami to get home and I didn't have to stop once on the highway. And that is unheard of in Miami really? because there was nobody on the road. There's no one on the road at all, huh? There's no one on the road. It was, I mean, it was just 
clean sailing all the way through Miami. So as far as traveling in my car, it's been great because there's been less traffic. There's less been traffic, yeah. a lot less accidents, you know, plugging up the road and stuff. And you're starting to see it's, you know, four more people are getting out and about at this point. But So how old is your son, just out of curiosity? Uh, my son that I took down there was 10. And how old are your other children? And I have I have a daughter that just turned 31 yesterday. What? She lives oh in gosh. Seattle. And then I've also got a six-year-old son. Wow, you have some crazy age gap in your children. That's so great. I always like to talk, you know, hear guys with paralysis having children. So that's awesome. Well, that's a, um, that's a, that's a much longer story there for, for another and, podcast. I can know the 31-year-old was pre-injury, and the other two, I have a feeling you had to have some help with, but we'll talk about that at another time. Um, but, hey, do you know any, I know you're in Orlando, so how about the whole Disney situation? Have you, don't, do you know anyone that's tried to go to Disney during the coronavirus? Um, you know, I don't know anyone personally. A lot of the locals are kind of staying away. Okay. It seems like. Um, but, but, you know, watching what's going on in the news and stuff like that, I mean, they're, they're running it at like a 25% capacity right now, um, yeah. which is, again, as someone with a disability, I'm thinking, wow, that's the time to go because, yeah. you know, there's no lines, you know, no, no waiting, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but that's one of those places where you just have no idea who's there and where they're from and you know all that kind of stuff and that's you're right about how, that how you in a in a line at disney or universal stay separated or, or stuff like that i mean i've had to find things with my kids like we went to a um uh drive-through safari park so oh. we could go do something like that without having to get out of our cars and the kids could you know have some fun and experience some of that kind of stuff um oh. we've done a lot more stuff just at home yeah. You know, together, you know, that whole, the family has gotten closer, <laughs> if you will, kind of thing, you know, over the time. And yeah. um, the kids have been really bored and, you know, know. it's tough. So yeah. um, trying to find little things for them to do and get out of the house without, you know, endangering them, if you will. Yeah. Well, you're, you're lucky you're in Florida. At least it's not going to get all snowy anytime soon. You're stuck inside. Well, I heard that Colorado just got a bunch of snow. It did. Oh. I saw it too on the news today. I mean, we're, well, I'm in Minnesota and we, we almost got that cold. We're in the 40s right now. So yeah, it's we're crazy. We're pretty it our way. I know. Handle it. it feels just, good. I got to tell you, this cold weather is really refreshing right now, but I won't like it in about two months from now. <laughs> right. Well, it's uh, we're in our rainy season, so it rains pretty good every afternoon. In fact, it's pouring oh. rain right now. Interesting. Well, yeah. That's so cool that you made the change. You know, a lot of people are afraid to move somewhere. Like that's a big change. I'm a, I'm a kind of a baby to move away from Minnesota. So I think that's cool. So, all right. So before I let you go, um, you've kind of answered mostly everything that I wanted to ask you about travel. You've been, you also are pretty positive on it and you're just saying, you know, just stay safe, wear your mask and don't worry too much. And you haven't gotten sick, obviously. So. No, I mean, I, I'm back to traveling every other week. This, you know, awesome. through this whole pandemic and uh -huh. literally you know i, I keep a, a thing of hand sanitizer in my car so every time i'm done with a client you know or whatever that i'm working with uh -huh. i'll i'll do my hands i mean i'm in and out of people's homes oh. all the time with my with my job oh. um in and out of hospitals in and out of clinics wow. Wow. so are you um, able to are you able to walk a little bit or how do you get your wheelchair into people's houses 
Well, usually I'm going into people that have chairs. Oh, uh, cool. right. So Ride Designs, we're a we're a custom wheelchair seating company. Oh, cool! And, and awesome. So that's what I do is I help people uh, in in chairs, you know, with different disabilities, to get seating that it's going to be comfortable, skin protecting, heat and moisture resistant, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's cool. That's, that's what. And then down here, there's yeah, everything's pretty flat. There's not a lot of stairs to get into a lot of places. Yeah, uh, and so most of the houses have, if at the most, a four to five inch step to get into the house, and I can just kind of bump up over top of those. Or handy. I've got some of the other people that I'm working with with me to help out. But you know, like I said, if I'm if I'm going into a house, it's there's a person in a wheelchair that lives there. So yeah, obviously it's, it's going to be accessible. Yeah, it would be a little more accessible. So that's awesome, unless they're newly injured, but that's a whole other thing. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, and well, even then, I mean, there are some, like the kids' houses that I go into that, yeah. you know, it's not very accessible. The parents are just carrying the kids around and stuff right. like that. So there's there's some challenges associated with that. But um, That's cool. What a cool yeah. job. I, I bet I would, I, that sounds like very fulfilling, so. It is. Well, I mean, it's very interesting to see how you can completely influence people's lives on a daily basis, going from not being able to sit in a, in a, good postural position to suddenly being able to sit upright, being able to breathe right, being able to function better. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I see a lot of people with, you know, stage three, stage four pressure sores uh, that I'm working mm -hmm. with uh, and trying to get them up and get them back to being active members of society. Um, awesome. it, it's very fulfilling, you know, so That's cool. it's, it's, well, a good, it's a great job. Well, I gotta say, it's been really great to get to know you a little bit here over Zoom. So, so I can actually know that, oh, Corey Fairbanks is now down there in Florida. This is cool. So, um, yeah, and you inspired me. I talked to another fellow yesterday who's also traveling. And he said, don't worry about it. So I have two people now that are traveling in chairs, and this is good. So thank you for sharing and safe travels. Yeah. All right. Take care. All right. Talk to you later, Corey. Have a good, good one. Bye.